Welcome to the Officer Media Group Roll Call Podcast. Officer Roll Call is meant to inform and entertain. Now, let's get into this episode. This is Paul Peluso. I'm the editor of Officer Magazine. And I'm joined by the editorial director of the Officer Media Group, Lieutenant Frank Pirelli. How's it going today, sir? It's going fantastic. As the, the company slogan is, I'm living the dream. Living the dream. That's right. So, uh, yeah, everybody, welcome to the Officer Roll, po- Roll Call podcast. Thanks for joining us today. So we're going to go over some uh, some information about electric p- patrol vehicles and some of the new advances out there. So uh, over the last couple of weeks, both Ford and General Motors have unveiled their plans for law enforcement specific versions of two larger size vehicles. Uh, the Chev- Chevrolet Blazer EV police pursuit uh, vehicle is based off of the Chevy Blazer SS model, and it includes a police specific interior designed for officers with enough room to accommodate all the emergency equipment and gear and is expected to be available in the first quarter of 2024. And the Ford F-50 Lightning Pro um, special service vehicle, uh, they say, provides the modern, always-on-work-ready truck uh, police departments need to lower costs, drive efficiency, and accelerate customers' uh, sustainability goals. And that's a 2023 model. And basically, uh, what what we've seen with these... um, electric patrol vehicles is that you've gone from smaller first you had the, the tesla models and the ford came in with the maki and chevy um has the chevy bolt and they're smaller models and now you're going to bigger and bigger models um like the blazer and and the uh f-150 and what, what do you think about that frank you know, I have mixed emotions about it, Paul. Everything new grows into law enforcement, and, and usually it's resisted at first. I mean, there was a time not all officers wore body armor, and there was a time the body armor had to be con, um, concealed and not worn in an exterior carrier, external carrier. You know, if revolvers were the rage, and then semi-automatics came along. So we look at electric vehicles. I think there's still some logistical humps to get over, but um, I think that when you look at the challenges chiefs have um, requesting budgets, putting together their budgets, um, I I think that electric vehicles are going to continue to grow uh, in use as as law enforcement vehicles. And of course, as the technology develops, the growth will accelerate and it'll be a self-feeding philosophy, if you will. You know, from the Mach-E to a full-size Ford F-150, the the Lightning, that's just, to me, that's an amazing step. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, so of course, um, I'm, I'm sure they have things to work out with, with, uh, you know, the size of the batteries. Uh, it looks like they keep increasing the size so that they get longer uh, battery life. But that's, of course, always a concern. Um, but one of the big concerns when I spoke to um, both Satina Manufacturing and Gamber Johnson, um, two companies that make accessories for both inside and outside of patrol vehicles for the uh, August issue of Officer Magazine. Um, they, they express concerns about just basically the size, uh, the amount of room, the amount of space inside the vehicles uh, that they have to deal with. And this is in those other models, the, uh, the Chevy Bolts, the Teslas, the, um, the Mach-E, and that there's not a lot of room to work with. 
So you would you would think that you know with the blazer and with the lightning uh, F one fifty that that that'll alleviate some of those concerns and and hopefully uh, with those other models they're able to work some of the other issues out. Yeah, I mean in general you had a size issue when you look at the vehicles the the Volt and I've I've never been in the Tesla so I can't speak to how much space yeah. there is inside but you had that the the size concern and you had the length of service concern as far as how long the battery was going to last. And so the early electric vehicles, I think they really were well suited for inner city uh, parking enforcement or, you know, campus patrol getting from A to B in not such a large space, but they weren't really practical for full law enforcement patrol um, and certainly not for pursuit, although they had their strengths. I mean, from what I understand, the Tesla goes from zero to 60 in three seconds. And that, that's a hell of a lot of yeah. acceleration. Um, but I don't think when you look at the Blazer and you look at the, the Ford Lightning pickup, I mean, these are, are essentially full-size vehicles. The, the Ford uh, Pursuit version of the Explorer, roughly the same size as a Blazer. And it's been kind of a standard for some years now. So it doesn't matter the vehicles are electric in my mind. If they're the right size, then all yeah. of the accessories and push bumpers and prisoner transport cages and all that stuff should be no challenge. Um, now that we've got vehicles of equivalent size to what we've had for the last two decades or more. And yeah, and, and that's exactly in this um, piece that I wrote, both um both Brett Ware from uh, Tina and um, uh, the person I spoke to from Gamber Johnson, um, Carrie uh, Hazard, um, both spoke about the need to have like universal options for these vehicles that kind of work with other vehicles. So especially those partitions uh, that you have inside, a lot of those are usually universal, um, but then also having specific uh, accessories built for each one um, especially when you're talking about mount, mounting um, accessories for for uh, laptops and things of that nature, but um, the, the biggest thing that yeah that they talked about was the space issues, um, but also the need for you know the big three automakers to kind of get behind uh, you know electric vehicles, and and it looks like Chevy and Ford have pretty much done that now. Um, that, Coupled with that, though, it's not only them getting behind it, but it's also the agencies getting behind it and the, the to show the need because it really hasn't been, you know, this uh, electric vehicle revolution, at least not yet. It's kind of in the infant stages of it. And I know what this, what it was it last April, they, uh, this past April, they announced that NYPD purchased, I believe, um, it's like 180, 180, 185 models of the uh, Mach-E. Um, for their fleet and they were supposed to send those out this summer and so that that shows that a big size department like that can get behind it but i know we've spoke about in the past like you might not have say the california highway patrol or um state police where they're patrolling large you know driving for long periods of time um that might not happen for a while yeah, and I think it's going to depend on the power source um, yeah. evolution. And when you look, you know, we talk about accessories and other equipment, you talk about laptops, um, anything that's going to draw power from the vehicle 
is, is a drain on that battery. So it's not just, you know, your normal everyday mom and pop going to the grocery store or a couple going out to dinner. Um, you know, when you talk about a police officer in a patrol vehicle, potentially running lights and siren, all of that's draining on the battery. There, there's no alternator for it to be, you know, to be the, for the combustion engine to be generating electricity. And then you have a maximum output. It's whatever the maximum output it is, but it's all shortening the battery life of that battery that's running everything. So they really need to, until I think when they get the battery technology to the point where they can run one of these vehicles with full emergency equipment, 12 to 14 hours, I think you'll see a much larger acceptance and push for it because then getting through an eight hour shift won't be so hard to imagine. And right now, quite honestly, a lot of us have a hard time imagining one of these things lasting for an eight hour shift. And we don't want to be the one stuck on the side of the road when it doesn't make it. Great. And yeah, if you, if you Frank can kind of talk about kind of firsthand experience in patrol vehicles and in general, uh, just going from, you know, the first one that you used back in the day to, uh, to kind of where we are now, it's changed a bit, hasn't it? Uh, I'd say so a little bit. So, um, my very first patrol vehicle was a 1985 Dodge Diplomat, um, and that goes back a few years. Um, very boxy, had, a, I think, a 318 motor in it with a four-barrel carburetor. And, um, it, it ran pretty good, and the light bar on it was a Jetsonic. One of, I, I remember having one of the first Jetsonics in my area, and it was just amazing because it was so streamlined and it wasn't bubble lights and the speaker was integrated and everything was, a, it was different. Um, but, you know, I turn around and I look at through the number of years of Caprices and uh, Crown Victorias. And I remember when Ford went to the alloy frame and everybody thought it was the end of the world because the car got so much lighter, which was great for fuel efficiency, but it, it, the car didn't hug the road as well. Um, there was times I patrolled in a Pathfinder or in a pickup truck. Um, you know, and, and now I'll never forget in probably the mid nineties, a buddy of mine, when the, when the movie RoboCop had come out and everybody was patrolling in Ford yeah. Tauruses and it was unheard of. It wasn't a full size sedan. Um, and he said, you know, he made the prediction. He said, I, I do believe movies predict the future. And one day we're going to see everybody driving mid-sized patrol cars wearing external body armor. And, you know, here we are everybody's in in Malibu's and even the Chargers are now a mid-size car not a full-size sedan uh Impalas we're not using full-size SUVs like Blazers uh and Broncos we're using the the Explorer you mm -hmm. know nobody's either you don't see that many patrol vehicles that are expeditions you do see Tahoe yeah. I mean there, there's some of them out there but largely it's a mid-size thing whether it's a sedan or or a, an SUV and uh here we are most people wearing external body armor and maybe he was right. Maybe the movies do predict the future. But if that's the case, then you look at a movie called Demolition Man, where we had gel, they had gel packed battery cruisers and all their instructions came to them on a handheld device. And sometimes it does seem that the direction we're going. Um, I've never patrolled in an electric vehicle. I'm not going to say it'll never happen, but my time's coming up where I'm not going to be patrolling ever anymore. So I'm going to say I don't see it happening. We definitely will have to change some considerations and how we operate when those become the dominant vehicle on the road. Well, and exactly. I, I think that a lot of this is just forward thinking uh, that 
you know, eventually we might all be driving uh, these electric vehicles, but down the line, of course. And I, I think that uh, it does make sense for some of these automakers to kind of get ahead of it um, before it's here. And um, and yet, like like we said, there are departments can use that can use this uh, smaller departments. Um, I, I profiled a department last year uh, in Indiana that actually uses uh, Tesla's, but you know they they patrol a pretty smart small area, and it's a few officers, and that helps them save on um, you know on gas and on maintenance mm-hmm. costs. And and when you're talking about that, and you're not you know a state trooper patrolling a long long um, you know highway or roadway, and and you don't have to uh, you know stop for gas as much or I tell you where, in this case plug it I, in but yeah i tell you where i think we're missing the boat sorry for interrupting you is yeah. with the motorcycles you know there no, are some course. electric motorcycles out there too that i'm aware of um you know motorcycles with their acceleration capability uh are fantastic i mean obviously you still don't have a 12-hour patrol window but uh you know your motorcycle is not as heavy um i think if you can get the battery that you get the capacity up to, to speed so to speak, the motor, I mean, the motorcycle can go 150 miles an hour, but it certainly doesn't have to. It can go places cars can't, such as parks and off-road trails. And I think, I would think that the ability to move that lighter weight vehicle for longer periods of time would be easier to do. And I don't understand why we're not seeing more of a focus on that. Yeah, and it is interesting. I know we we spoke before this um, about uh, zero motor- motorcycles is uh, mm-hmm. a brand that's out there and, and they've been out there for a little while now and that you don't see more um, manufacturers, you know, get, getting on that trend. I know um, Harley Davidson came out with the electric uh, motorcycle. Um, I believe it's yep. called with the live, live wire, the live wire. And that thing will go. Yep. I mean, it'll giddy up and go. It's scary acceleration, but it's only good for, I think it's a hundred, 160 miles max. And then you have to recharge it. It's a 12 hour recharge time. Yeah. So it's not really practical yet for law enforcement use. Yeah. You would figure that uh, once they work out some of those kinks, they, they will have a police specific model. And uh, yeah, you could definitely see a lot of uh, applications for something like that. Absolutely. Like I said, I don't understand. I would think it'd be easier. I don't see why more people aren't more developmental engineering is not being done in that area. Cool. Well, I think this was a great conversation about electric vehicles. Frank, is there anything you wanted to add that we uh, didn't touch on? I don't think so, Paul. I think that about covers it. I'm looking forward to seeing where the technology grows. Yeah, I I do too. So uh, thank you everybody for joining us. And if you have anything you want to contact us about, maybe an idea for a future podcast or just a question, uh, make sure you email us at editors at officer.com. That's editors at officer.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Officer Roll Call. Be sure to check back every two weeks for a new episode. Stay safe.